place. So I think it's just, I think we should keep it at the, it's good. I think the pace is going well, very well. Better, better pace than I even anticipated to keep up with myself. You yeah, know? but that, that's the whole fucking thing is, look, I feel like a fucking broke-ass manga artist, you know, fucking... That's how it all starts, man. ...getting paid zero goddamn dollars for, for the is. product made hey, dude, <laughs> and hey. the time I put. Just just think of it this way, dude. Let's... You, do you Are you familiar with the, the story of Matt Stone and Trey Parker? What are you going to tell me? The Like, how they're... Well, the are you like the the first project that they ever did was the South Park Christmas project? You're aware of this, right? That I knew. Are you aware of of the fucking biggest thing that happened because they like there was a there was one thing that they were not recognized for it. Did you know that? What was it? They didn't credit their fucking selves. Mm. They didn't put their their names on the the shit. So for like a few, like a year. A year and like maybe one or two years, they even talked about it in an interview. Mm-hmm. They could not find work because everybody was stealing credit sa- for that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, every, every time they tried to go and like go and get a job, and they said, "Oh, have you heard of the South Park Christmas Project?" <laughs> they said that, and the, and basically somebody had already beaten them to it. Like, that's that, fucking crazy. Yeah, and that was the bit. That was the first lesson that they learned, and that was the lesson that I learned through them was always make sure you get shit legalized first and get your name accredited and get all the stuff on it because if not you're fucked and you can't prove it and so they didn't make they couldn't yeah take credit they, for all they, the they, shit they, they lost do. a lot of opportunities because of that mistake mm-hmm. so you know what I'm just saying that's a that's that's one thing that we we have the fortune to not have to go through because it's it's something that I we've I have learned and expressed through you like hey this is something to look out for because if we don't then that could be a big you know a lot of people a lot of people want to want to question authenticity you know what I mean that's the biggest thing I see in anything nowadays is authenticity is always questioned I could tell you ten years ago being in the art scene I was in. It was a pretty big thing. The the two big words thrown around was one, that shit's toy, or two, you're biting such and such. Yeah, biter. I remember yeah. that term. You're biting. So like if you were But and you know the thing the thing that sucks is the the is that not a degree of gatekeeping, you know? Like no. nowadays, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't consider somebody who's saying someone's okay. Now, I guess it's hard to say. I I get I get in my opinion something that's biting would be you constantly you're known for. I mean, it's like it's the same as being a poser. You know, like but, what uh, is a poser? Uh, 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 or do you not have yeah. a, you have a different biting is copying someone's idea, concept, method. Is that not what posing is? Posing is acting like... On the idea, the concept, and the method. Posing is acting like you are something. Peacocking almost. I'm going to project this image, but I have no self-identity with that. I don't know what this band t-shirt is. That's what biting is. I'm going to wear these shoes to say that I'm wearing them kind of shit. Isn't that what biting is? No. You're biting the fit. You're biting no. the look. 
It's not the same. Not the same. It's not the same. Because I'll tell you, what benefit do you get from that compared when you're biting and you're going to take credit for someone else's idea and work that they've done? You benefit directly. So you're saying, okay, so so the, what the difference is between biting and posing is, is biting is actually saying you are the originator of said image. That's what biting is, huh? So biting is like this is this is an old, this is an original from me. Yeah. But I had this in. in, in there's it's, a difference between inspiration and biting. Biting. Okay. Yes. yes. To clear that up, because I'm pretty sure people were about to get that really confused. So okay, I can I can understand that. Yep. You know, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people have come to me about the show, or the podcast show, the the podcast and. You know, the one thing that they that they said they have really liked and enjoyed is the fact that there's always some kind of a misunderstanding. Every time. That has a resolve at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I think the fact of the matter is that even though it sometimes can be just stupid shit and it has no, it's, it's lost its, its uh, significance in the conversation we were having, just finding out the root of where the misconnection started is what I think people find interesting. Because it's... It's like the journey of how the fuck did we get from here to there? And now we got to start and double back, you know? But it's interesting because I feel like that's where a lot of people don't make the connection in conversation, you know? Ultimately, I think that's the greatest lesson we can teach is because him and him and I are really not that close of individuals to each other. Nah. I mean, granted, we have this show and we have things that we, you know, try to work towards with each other. But ultimately, we were really not that engaged in each other's lives. So that's really the lesson here is how we do that of resolving misunderstandings. You can do that. You can want to do that with anyone with any degree they have in your life. Yeah. And you got to work towards understanding where they're at to under to look, one thing about it is you can have you can have as much understanding as you want if some someone that you're trying to reach a connection with does not have that, you have to learn how to resonate with that person to help get them on the same resonance level as you. Yeah. You can't be mad at somebody because they don't know how to reciprocate what you're trying to say and they're clearly getting it misconfused, you know, misunderstood and all this other shit. But again, a lot of people have had it taught to them that, you know, <clears throat> and in a sense, everyone is responsible for themselves. But when we choose to have involvement with other people, that's when we have the responsibility to understand what that person is and where they're at in their life because we it's very it's very selfish of us as individuals to be like well i know what i am and who i am and you know what i am gonna try to be involved with people who have no idea what they're at still and then be mad when they don't have any clue about it if you go into that kind of mindset into that environment you're gonna have a bad time if you pizza instead of French fry, or if you French fry instead of pizza, you're gonna have a bad time. But a lot of times people don't understand that. Most people would go into something expecting them to be, oh, you should know who I am, or after a certain amount of time, have this expectance of what's to happen. I think that's where a lot of shit fucks up. Communication lost. Do you, do you wanna know the hardest lessons I've had learning? Yes, I do. The hardest lessons I've had learning, one, is you cannot get 
someone to communicate with you. You can't make them. It's been one of the hardest lessons is you, you cannot, you cannot control the degree that someone communicates with you. Secondly, the hardest lesson is you cannot control when you step into someone's life. And this is really what Robin was discussing here is when you go into someone's life in any degree, friendship, relationship, whatever it may be, you have no control over the circumstances that they are in, the mindset they're in, whatever it may be. You have no control over when you decide to step into someone's life. But then ultimately, I've, I, th I think I've been on both sides at least, but more recently, it's been projected onto me of, hey, this is what I want out of you. I want all of this out of you. We can do this for the rest of our lives. And it's like, well, I'm trying to fucking pay my bills, do this job. I'm doing school. I'm trying to, I'm like in fucking 16 different outlets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think really it's, it's what you, you can at least keep the perspective, but again, you know, understand where someone is in their life. Yeah. So then also understand that someone may just try to pull everything out of you also. Yeah. Somebody really, somebody, dude, look guys, look, fellas, ladies, whatever, you have to understand that there is somebody out there that is looking at you as the, the way out. Understand that somebody has you in mind to be the person that they may be able to have that easier setting with. Not because they actually have romantic feelings for you or because they actually want to help you be a better person, but it helps them struggle less. Understand that. And you're the only person that's giving them the opportunity to allow that to happen. I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to learn about somebody if they are interested in you, but figure out what those interests are. Because I think a lot of us are so caught up in the fact of somebody just being interested in us. We stop thinking about, okay, well, what is the interest in? Is it me? Is it the money? Is it the materials? Is it my time? You know, what is it that they're interested in? What is it that you're interested in them? Like, you have to, like, what is it that you're trying to receive? Do they understand what you want from them? And you, do you understand what they want from you? That's the biggest thing. But it, because no one's interested in us anymore. And we just want to be interested. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it is. The, in, the fucking starvation of interest in, of being interested in is fucking real. And people don't give a fuck about what you're interested in anymore in them. It's just as long as you're interested, you know? How do we all get lost in that communication, though? A lack of being an acceptance from your parents, dude. I used to, wow. Dude, I, I'm telling you, dude, a lot of it has to do with not having that acceptance. Whether parents want to believe it or not, sometimes some shit you said to your kid will resonate with them for the rest of their fucking life. You know what I thought that said right there? <laughs> what? I thought that said so calm. <laughs> game fucking sucked, dude. You didn't like SOCOM, bro? SOCOM fucking what? sucked, What? Oh dude. my god, don't tell me that. What? That's crazy, because out of all the games and in military environments and aspects, everyone had said SOCOM was one of the best games out there. Why? Because of the fact that it was actually created with Navy SEALs, like, that actually had the perspectives and all that. I don't give a fuck, dude. They made a boring-ass game. It was dude. a boring game. What was it? I mean, how old were you when that game came out, honestly? You, dude, 
I, I played that shit on a PSP, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's written. It's coming down. You know, I had written it down at some point, how I exactly articulated it. But the fucking Ghost Recon games, dude. Oh, all those fucking games suck. Tom Clancy? Ghost Recon. Yeah, Tom dude. Clancy. All of those fucking <laughs> games sucked, dude. What about the 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 Okay, you know you wanna know what game that gave me Tom Clancy? But you don't wanna know what game what gave Look, they have a Predator game out. That game is fucking amazing. Have you played that one yet? I probably I mean you should have, it was on PlayStation 4. It's where you can choose to either be the Yaucha, which is the, the Predator's actual name. Like so you got Yaucha and then you've got the fucking team, like this this special forces team of like five and you play one of the five you can either have the gatling gun the sniper rifle you can have the fucking machine gun all that shit right and you your your job is to basically you as the as the team the special team your job is to fucking clear out missions avoid getting killed by the predator and make it back on the helicopter kind of shit right or kill the predator disarm him from disarm the bomb before it blows the fuck up and then you guys get off the fucking plane you you guys get off the island. You get evacuated. The what's other, the what's the play style? What's that called? Uh, it's not over, capture the flag. Over the shoulder. It's a uh, it's like survival. It's like a it's like a survival team battle. But it's uh, like a it's like when one it's like juggernaut versus it's like a juggernaut uh, versus team thing. Uh, like basically like and as you evolve like the predator like you can have more equipment and shit for the predator. So like when you see like when you saw two and like other shit like the spears. So they have that. They also have Arnold Schwarzenegger doing like audio logs. So like, you know, it's pretty interesting. They put his name on that bitch, huh? Uh, I don't know if they put his name on it, but it was just interesting, man. Like it's nostalgic. Kind of the kind of like the way that the original voice of Batman, the animated voice actor <laughs> of Batman. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. R.I.P. Dude, that guy is fucking dude. No joke. He's a like. A lot of his speech, dude. You fucking listen to a lot of his shit now as an as an adult. Like it's he's gonna cry. Huh? It's pretty fucking heartfelt, bro. It's like damn because you feel the stress on his. Like you can that dude's lived through some shit, and especially listening to the last audio logs, man. That's really touching. Like you can hear the sorrow in his voice. You can hear like the the sadness. Like the he's really he's really dumped his heart and soul into playing the the character that of character. Batman, dude. And like you know. Kind of just like how Heath Ledger really sank himself into the, the role of the Joker. It's like after a while, that's all you really know. That's like Jim Carrey, dude. Like Jim Carrey would fucking like immerse himself into characters he was playing, into roles. Yeah, there's a whole movie uh, when he was playing, uh, what is it, Andy Kauf. Yeah. Man on the Moon. That was a really good fucking movie, dude. Yeah, actually. And I heard about that. And he like everybody referred to him as Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was just, I'm Andy. Like, I'm Andy. <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. Dude, shout out fucking, uh... Not crazy. Shout out fucking uh, Heath Ledger. While he was studying to do the Joker, apparently, like, he tried to... Part of, like, him getting in the role was, like, taking care of and monitoring uh, a plant called Calithia for a year. Yeah. A, it's, a, it's a plant that likes low light, by the way. Um. It doesn't, like bright and you can't put it by a window you have to put it in a dark corner yeah he studied uh he studied that plan for a year apparently damn that's cr- i mean his speeches i mean i know he didn't i mean i know he never wrote any of the fucking lines for the character he killed that shit though but kill yeah but but just yeah dude it's a uh, 
it's a really iconic role, and I really don't think anyone else will be ever able will ever be able to top that. Like, just just I'm just saying, dude. Like he look when when what was the first Heath Ledger movie you watched that you can remember? Like, I'll be honest with you, I was watching Heath Ledger before I even knew who the fuck Heath Ledger was. Same. Brokeback Mountain. How about that? Ten things I hate about you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That was my thing, man. Also true. Ten things I hate about you was my fucking was that was I honestly think those kind of movies was what turned me into like the hopeless romantic I really was. Like that bad, dude. Yeah, dude. I I was a fucking sucker for hopeless romantic movies. Princess Bride, dude, was one of my favorite movies. That too. bad, dude. I love Princess Bride. That's crazy. Still to this day, I'll quote that shit on a random. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Ah, oh, fuck. Same there. That's that Ikalali, bro. But yeah, I mean. Going back, that's it's a good movie, one of the best, one of the best movies. Um, a Knight's Tale. Speaking of Heath Ledger, yeah, movie, love a Knight's Tale. I forgot about that. Love that movie, dude. That was probably one of his earlier acting roles, I think. Um, what else was he in? Good luck, dude. He really. Ten things I hate about you. Uh the fight. <laughs> You broke. He was in Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, where he, he really was. Yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Was it Jake Gyllenhaal? I thought it was. Jake oh, okay, okay. It was Tommy McGuire in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they kind of do look a little bit alike. I was like, if you fucking glance at them just a little, like you know, they get they, they may be separated at birth or some shit. Ah, uh, some great actors that that have passed away, dude. Sean Connery. I mean, I know that he was like a fucking Sean Connery. Oh yeah, 007. Fucking Highlander. Oh yeah. Fucking the guy that comes over and teaches McCloud. <laughs> Raiden. <laughs> That's right. He plays Raiden, dude. Speaking of, um, don't you just love getting older and realizing that all these characters you used to watch back in the day are like the same motherfuckers, and you just you're too young to really put it together like that. Because, the you know, like, your mind couldn't really comprehend facial structures and shit. You know, like, ultimately, I had a conversation with a friend not too long ago. And we were talking about, like, perspectives we had as children watching movies. Yeah. And, like, I remember, like, watching some movies and, and like, thinking, wow, like, they really got that actor to die for this movie. Like, how do they how do they pay people to, like, fucking go in these movies and die? Like, the the concept of, like... Them not really dying in real life was, like, beyond me for, like, a little phase of, like, my movie-watching experience. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, a part of me was, like, the whole, like, overdramatic, the over, the, you know what I mean? Like, for me, I just, sometimes movies were just poorly acted, mm -hmm. and I just could not watch them. There wasn't, I mean, and I get it now that there's a, that there's a culture for it now. But what's the I, culture, dude? It's like poorly, poorly bad acting and you know, uh, productive movies. But like old horror movies? Nah, not even that. Like that's that's like a classic. That's like cool classic shit. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about like you fucking go and watch the Sci-Fi Channel. You know uh, those fucking cheap sci-fi horrible fucking acting movies, dude. Like like no effort put into it like you can see that these characters like some of these actors do not want to fucking be here kind of shit you know that's what i'm talking about i used to i used to just that that's what made me suck i used to hate independent films like that for a little bit 
Sci-Fi Channel was my grandfather. I used to love watching it, dude. It gave it it, it showed a lot of movies that I liked back in the day. That's how that's how I first watched The Shining. Like I distinctly remember, I was too young for sure. What was at Grandpa's house and. I was watching that end sequence of The Shining when fucking kid was running through the maze in the snow. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I had no idea what that movie was. Never saw that movie. All right, man. Never saw them. I'm just, I'm just being honest. <clears throat> first first scary movie that you can remember watching ever was The Shining? I don't remember. Because Ameri- I think I didn't even watch it. Like It was just like the end of the movie. American Werewolf in Paris that was, your first was one? the first one that I watched as a little kid. Like, and I was, like, a little kid. I don't... And I know that it was a new movie because it was something that they rented in Blockbuster. Oh, I see. Yeah. Shout out to Hollywood movies. Hollywood, uh, yeah. Remember that shit? Yeah. The other, the other half, the dark side, the degenerate. Like, that's where the degenerates went. To Hollywood Blockbuster. Video? Yeah. No, Hollywood man. video, bro. Hollywood. Fuck you. I'm gonna... Remember whenever... You, no, that was the thing, man. Like, you would fucking get your... You would start with one... And then, like, once some shit happened and you forgot to fucking put your fucking tapes back, you'd be like, man, fuck Blockbuster. I'm going to go to Hollywood Video, you know? Or vice versa. You'd be starting off at a Hollywood Video and you'd be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to go to Blockbuster. That's the shit, bro. That's how it started. And then, like, before, you know, you you would drive out of your... Well, I was too young for all of it. I just could I could remember my the older adults doing this with me in the backseat where they would go to a whole different fucking Blockbuster because nothing was nothing was in sync at the time. You remember that? Yeah. So you could have a tab at one blockbuster and go to a different one and fucking not have any any record of it. Yeah. That was the fucking cheat code back in the day, dude. That was the infinite that was the infinite uh video hack, infinite movie hack basically. So, I uh I have a Blockbuster receipt from 1999. I found it in one of my grandma's books. I don't know what I'm going to do with that thing yet. Laminate it. Um, my dad used to rent games from Hollywood Video, I think, for the most part. I remember Planet Video. But that was like a small town shop. What was also like, what was the, there used to be a, I have to ask my best friend because he remembers the the chain of video game stores that were like that, like Hollywood and Blockbuster. Game crazy. You're right. Yeah, Dad used to do that shit too. Game crazy was the thing attached to Hollywood Video. Yeah, and that's what made Holly. That's for a while Hollywood Video was like the biggest thing to go to because like when parents would go to fucking Hollywood Video, all the kids just went to fucking Game Crazy. Yeah. So you didn't have to worry about where your fucking kid was. Yeah. And. You could actually buy the games for them instead of fucking renting it, and they could they they gave you a good argument as to why it was better to fucking buy the game ultimately, you know? And like that's whenever rewards and points started happening. And that's when GameStop because if you think about it, well it wasn't GameStop, it was something else. Like cause if if you ever had a problem, you couldn't call GameStop. You had to call who owned GameStop, which was like EB Games or some shit like that. You remember uh, that shit? Uh, you remember that? It yeah. still exists to this day. There's still EB Games in different states, just not in Texas, I think. But, like, I think EB Games ultimately bought out fucking Game Crazy. Game Crazy turned into GameStop. And then GameStop, everyone thought Game Crazy was just, uh, you know turning into GameStop, but that, that wasn't the case. Like, EB Games bought the whole fucking shit. They're the umbrella yeah. company, basically. Which is wild. 
Because you think after that fucking whole stock market scare, they would have learned their lesson and paid back to the fucking customers. And they, they haven't. Yep. That's the thing that pisses me off, man. It's like I'm still over here getting a fucking $5 fucking coupon a month. And we literally saved your fucking company from going bankrupt, basically. To be honest with you, that, that should have been what happened. I don't know what... I get it. It's like a fuck you to the man. But a bigger fuck you would have been the fact that that game store closed down and all of these mom and pop places would have been able to actually flourish. Like, they probably would have been doing so much better because now all of these video game companies have to sell these things now. And GameStop's not here to buy any of that shit now. You know what I'm saying? Have you been to the place down the road? I have not. I've wanted to so badly. This is... Every time I've tried to go, like, Mondays, they're fucking closed. Yep. Tuesdays, I think they're closed. Mm-hmm. So I have to go on fucking Wednesday. By the time Wednesday comes around, I still have shit I gotta do, and I'm fucking over here like, okay, well, I can't do that. So, one of these days, man. Maybe on a Sunday or a Saturday. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, after this, after this lease, I'm trying to get myself closer around this time, over on this side. You know what I mean? You have a whole year. You have, did you sign a 12 or did you sign a 15 month lease? Because I 12. When are you going to buy a house, dude? Uh, I'm probably just going to buy the land first, honestly. I'm probably just going to buy the fucking property, then save up, and see if I can actually get a purchase through my, my LLC for the trailer, and just plop that shit on the property. You know? If I can do that, then I would probably try to help their my kid's mom do the same thing so that it's a process. Because honestly, what I'm trying to do with that is make it the podcast reporting area, you know? Like, actually do a lot of, like, if there's guests that are going to come in and fly in, like, there's that, you know, save like a fuck... You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, if they want the option, cause I'm telling you, sometimes it's, it's expensive to go get a fucking hotel and all this other shit. I mean, at least in this case, which, I get it. It's a, it's a questionable thing. It's a fucking trailer home, you know? But, you do it what you can. <laughs> That's what he said. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna be trying to get any, I mean, hey, if, so, if any celebrities are fucking welcome to, fu- if they're willing to do that shit, then that's, that's, that is what it is, you know, but if, if you want to say you're too, that's like an air, like Air Force motherfuckers, you know? Airmen. You know, airmen get compensated every time they have to sleep on a fucking a base that's not an Air Force base. Crazy. You know why? Why? Because their living standards are higher than most soldiers. Crazy. Yeah. So when they go to a fucking army base and they sleep on an army base for a week, mm-hmm. two weeks, let's say they have to sleep on that bitch for a month, guess what? They're going to get compensated for having to sleep on that fucking army base. Mm. Interesting. That's crazy. It's fucking wild, dude. Things that I did not, I mean, I, I knew that going into the military. So I knew because I had, I was Air Force JROTC. So I had, shout out to, to Master Sergeant Mills, wherever you're at. She's the sweetest old black lady, dude. She was like one of the first fucking black fe- African American females to go and join the Air Force when they made it like, fucking pass the law like kind of shit the moment she find out the moment they passed that law she was in the fucking recruiter's office man crazy she fucking inspired me she is she is a big chunk of what has what has fortitude like what what helped fortify my my foundation as 
having a, a resolve. You know what I mean? Like there was a point in time where my grades were so bad that I could not do that program anymore because I had to take my other class for it, you know? Let myself go, man. Let my all that, you know what I mean? She pulled me aside. Like she legit, like she had no reason to like, but she pulled me aside and she was like, don't forget who you are just because you're not in this program anymore. You know, like that is one thing I won't allow you to do. That shit fucking sat with me for a long time in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's some crazy shit. The people that, um, the people that are real humans, rather than just watch things go by. Yeah, dude. We all have those teachers that make an impact on us, you know what I mean? Do you have... And I have, I have a few. Uh, yeah, and I think that's ultimately uh, something I've articulated is like these guardian angels almost that have stepped into my life and have given me these little paths that I could have taken or did take. But I think there's, I think there was at least three or four men in my life that I've met that have helped me, guided me in some way, form, or fashion, believe it or not. There's only been one like that in my life, in my entire lifetime. Well, I guess two. In a sense where one of them's really been more of my academic instructor and like helped me stay on the sense of don't rest on your laurels. Like, you know, academics is important, but at the same time, being who you are is important too, kind of shit. He never really like had any investment in my own personal life. Now, that didn't happen until I was like 24, you know? And like one of those, like basically one of these higher directors of this company, global oil and gas company location, you know? And I had my first child. And, uh, well, you know, I, I think I was on my second, some shit like that. And basically that guy had sat me, like he was in the room with me because I was in charge of this command center. And he was like, you know, there are, there's a time in life where, you know, you get into this, this path that, that forks and you got to either, you know, I told him, he's, he's, he's telling me like he's telling his daughter, you know, he's like, I, you know, I, I told her, it's like one day you're going to go down the fork and you're going to choose, you're going to have to choose whether or not you want to continue to focus on your career and your, your path and what you want to do and what's going to make you happy. Or if you really want to try to settle down and, find somebody to start a family with and all this other shit, that's going to be something that you have to figure out for yourself. You know, a little too late told to me in my life, but something that always really resonated whenever I decided to make the decisions I made. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is still at the sense trying to continue to focus on my career for the family I have already started, you know, mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the hard part right now. If I had not had the family already and had those words spoken to me, it might, maybe, I mean, not maybe, I know my life would have been a little bit different in the sense of understanding that there is a decision I was going to have to ultimately make instead of running off of spite, wanting to start a family because I wanted to show my mom how to do it differently, you know? Yeah. But a little, a little too late. But yeah, man, um, I think a lot of people need to have those male figures around. Yeah, dude, you, you, I want have a whole different direction, man, because mine, mine all fucking led into the the person I am 
Because the first I met was a man that I, I met when I was doing art. Before, back when I was a teenager, I was trying to do art shows. I still was playing guitar and all of that stuff, really trying to figure out where I was going, who I was, right? Yeah. And he was a fan of my art. And he offered me a job at Guitar Center. He was like, you know, you're working, you're a musician. You can come work for me. I'll give you a job. And so I worked at Guitar Center for him. And it was about a year. And we both decided to go for Whole Foods. Because ah. they were building a Whole Foods around where we lived. And we both decided we were going to go for a job there. Yeah. But I ended up leaving. I got a position. He he, he, there was a job fair for that store, right? And yeah. we went to this fucking hotel over by the airport. I got the job on the spot. He didn't. They ended up calling him back like two or three months later and they offered him a store manager position or yeah. a store leadership position, which was a lot yeah. higher than what the position he applied for. Yeah. Um, but that was the first guardian angel, this person that just manifested it in my life and gave me this path of, I, I, you know, if you want to work for me, yeah, there was a path. Um, and I met, I met another man while I was working at that Whole Foods that launched me into a different path in that career. Right. Put me in contact with a man. That man ended up taking me to Colorado because he got a regional position in Colorado. It was a path I was given. But while I was working, hmm. While I was still working in Houston, I met somebody, and that person got me to the job I am now. You've been grateful ever since? Been grateful all along. Boy. But I guess that's just the give and take. Because there's some people that watch, notice, acknowledge, appreciate, but then there's some people that just want to use it for themselves. But then, like I'm saying, in these instances of these people that have wanted to help me rather than to take advantage. Yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, we. I think we talked about it on the podcast a few segments ago where a lot of older men see a lot of younger men, like they see themselves in a lot of younger men and they really try to help them out the best way they can in their abilities. Whereas, to whereas, um, like if you're basically, um, like they, versus most older women, they see themselves trying to compete still with younger women. You know what I mean? Like they're still in that, that realm of, I look just as good. My body's just as, tight kind of shit all of that and it's like rather than trying to help give advice it's like it's nothing but the own self-destructive manual that they hand them down you know it's it's like in, and sometimes it's out of straight just enviness like they're just envious and they fucking just tell them the wrong thing or they know it's not gonna help them but they're just like they they see them they're so angry at what they went through and they see what someone's going through and they would rather them just like just do all this and all that shit you know it's like whenever you go through a situation and then you play it back in your head what you would have done that would have better been, that would have you been benefited you know I feel like that's that's what a lot of women do with a lot of younger women 
it's like they don't really want to see the the help that they can give. It's the it's the misguided emotional direction that they send them. Mm. It's a generalization, but just 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 the same with older men. Some of them also. Oh, and we talked about that. The older generation of men don't do anything for the younger generation of of men. Or, or feel threatened. Or that kind of shit, it's rather. It's not even about they feel threatened. They just, they give really stupid fucking advice. Older men get stupid, stupid fucking advice. When we're talking about, when I say older men, we're talking about from the majority mass ages of anywhere from 40 and up. Because let's be honest, that, that, that would be considered what? Gen, Gen X? Who's Gen, what's Gen X and what's Gen Z? Gen Z is younger than us. And Gen X is what's before us, right? Or after us, or before us? Gen, Gen, Gen X is, yeah. Gen X is like the 40-year-old motherfuckers, right? Yeah. And then baby boomers are the fucking 50 and up kind of shit, yeah. right? Okay, so... Yeah, like, that's... That's but all I'm that's, that's a whole... You've got, you've got Gen X... You've got Gen X adults... Yeah, because Gen Z is younger, right? Yeah, so Gen X is basically trying to tell Gen Z shit. And honestly, for whatever fucking reason, Gen Z has this idea that millennials are just exempt in trying to get any advice from. Why? You want to know why? It's because they see us in the situations we're in and they think we don't have any validation when it comes to this shit we're talking about. So they fucking completely just throw out what we have to say. That's why whenever we try to speak, the Gen Z's always like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Look at the, if, if you're talking about this, then why are you in your situation you're in? You know what I mean? But they don't understand that like them, they're being led down that fucking path that we've been trying to tell them is not the fucking thing to do because we've walked it already. It's not that we fucked up. It's the fact that you're, you're idolizing people that come from generational wealth that can afford to go to fucking college and these universities for fucking $30,000 a year tuition and fucking not have to work because mommy and daddy had that generational wealth kind of shit. For fucking, we're talking about three, four fucking generations past, not just like, oh, my grand, my great-grandfather kind of shit. You know what I mean? Because a lot of minorities will look at that and like, oh, that's generational wealth. To a sense, but we're talking about people who have had this since they were slaughtering the fucking Indians in America. You know what I mean? Native Americans. Sorry, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the generational wealth motherfuckers I'm talking about. It's like, that is the kind of power that people think that they're in possession of. It's not. Your grandparents have done the good job to get a patch of land and pass that down and do all this other shit but now times are even fucking changing and people are losing their properties because they're not even keeping up with the way the fucking taxes are going some people aren't even aware that there's a fucking tax because the parents aren't even teaching their kids about this shit because they don't think their kids should know about any of this yet because they're too young or it's, it's none of their fucking business you know what i mean and then something happens tragically to the parents and now the kids are in, still don't know what the fuck this, this property tax is, and they lose the house because they're fucking over here not paying it. You know what I really wanted to tell you? What's up? Is you're always stuck on goddamn life insurance policies. <laughs> yes, I am. You really want to know what the, what the thing is, though, man? I'm really, yeah, I'm, I, I'm trying to you, figure out the formula, man. The, the formula is a Roth IRA account. So I have a TSP Roth IRA like I, I, just I also know. have a Roth IRA for my 401k. I, mine's from the military. You you can you can open a Roth IRA with a normal bank, but that 
And the, and the subject I'm bringing this up on is retirement because 65, you're able to move money out of your, you know, whatever it may be, right. retirement account, 401k, you can, you can take it and be taxed X amount. But like ultimately, like what I'm trying to say is when you, when you get to the point of when you pass and even if you have a will and it's still in your 401k savings from whatever you put in yeah. all those years, the government's going to take taxes out of that shit. Like right. ultimately like 45% of total money you have right. is going to get taxed out before it's passed on to whoever you're passing it on to. So the bypass of that is a Roth IRA account. But the thing is, is you have to take little chunks. Okay, well, the the topping I'm going on is taking little chunks and putting it into a Roth IRA so you don't put yourself in a higher tax bracket because when you take money out of that, you're, that is more income that you have gained outside of your normal pay, right? Right. So that's part of it. But that's also for your spawn, whoever you pass it down to, is when it's dispersed all in one amount with whatever the government gives, if you if it's still in your fucking 401k, your spawn also fucking gets put into a higher tax bracket because that fucking sum of money is probably going to put your children into a fucking higher tax bracket, right? Right. So everyone loses if, yes. if it's still in your 401k because... The money that you've earned does not directly go to your children because it's going to get taxed. Then two, your children are going to have to pay taxes on that shit because it's all in one fucking lump sum. So wouldn't it be better to just be on a cash value life insurance policy then? No. It would be better to be on a Roth IRA. Kind of just sounded like it didn't sound like a good idea from what you were saying. I'm saying that keeping your money in a 401k account. And it's, it's not good. It's not good. But in the Roth IRA, it's in a Roth IRA, untaxed money you can pull from at any point or after sixty. At any point, but I wouldn't be penalized. Untaxed Roth IRA is untaxed government money. <clears throat> All right, man. I have to look into this because I got one already. I just need to start putting into it. I guess I have one too. I just want to. I just need to learn. I just need to find out whatever I need to start putting my own personal money into. That way I can start multiplying it and being able to pull from it to start getting a lot of things more better financially foundated. You know? so now it's all part of the process or whatever. So I just if you know how to do this, brother, then, you know, or if you don't, then we'll learn together and figure out how to do this. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to learn anyways. It's something that my family is going to do regardless. But yeah, they're, I'm, I'll alert. They're going to learn or they, they know how to do this already? Um... They know the path, but actually going through the process of taking money out, X amount yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. shit is something I'm going to see and be a part of. All right. Well, that's what I fucking plan on it, too. You just let me know how that works then, buddy. I'll start doing it with my kids. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. I just need I need an example to be led by. Need some help? I got it. You know what another thing is? is CDs, man. Like the trust fund shit. Yeah, I've heard of those. I, I, I guess for me, it's like... I've seen so many things go south with that. And plus, if I uh, if I have the expendable income, I would do it. Because I know that there's a big return and like it's a less less of a risk kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big risk. Big, less risk. 
Big return. Yeah. High return, low risk shit is what they call it, right? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, besides that, we're probably going to just start learning how to do all that. Oh, I played that Godzilla game for the PS3. How was it? It was fun, dude. I don't it was fun. It was, no, it, it really was. So the object is you have to destroy the city. You know, obviously, it's like destroy all monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're destroying the city and another monster comes out. They're trying to fight you kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fun. You gotta unlock modes the more you play. So it's not everything's unlocked at once. You have to... Yeah, that's, that's destroy all monsters also, dude. So I guess it's essentially just an updated version of destroy all monsters. So you ready to get shit on? I am. <laughs> he is, huh? Like fucking R. Kelly. How was that move, dude? It was alright. I don't buy it, man. It sucked. I'm sore as fuck. I got that fucking dresser <laughs> dropped on me, dude. My shit's all bruised up now. Crazy, dude. How did it happen, dude? That shit? How did it happen, dude? Look at that lump. Look at that fucking lump right there. How did it happen, dude? Just, it's a fucking wood, it's a wood fucking dresser, dude. I fucking hate moving shit like that. I told him the next time we get something like that, I'm gonna buy one of those things that you hook. It's like a fucking strap harness and you just, you just lift up. Have you heard of it? Have yeah. you seen those? I wanna get something like that. That's the next thing, bro. That's the next thing, huh? That's the next thing. I have, um, I for, there's a entry of one of my dreams that I've forgotten about. And I remember, um. And you found it? Yeah. What did I, uh, it say? <laughs> it's, the thing I wrote down was the Ians. And it's spelled E-I-A-N-S. And, um, I remember being in a, in a, apartment maybe a house because this was a long time ago i want to say maybe a house and i went to this dude's house and he was like some kind of kaleidoscope future self of mine and like it was like fucking barely anything in that house like nothing on the walls complete opposite of me right but still like i felt like this unorganized fucking dude was like somehow me but anyways dude i'm at this i'm at this fucking house and he starts going through a closet and he brings out this like fucking piece of notebook paper and he shows me these characters. And he was like, here you go, man. It was like this fucking early concept of like this shit that got me famous. And it was, it was kind of like the Simpsons, right? But the quote he had was, I had the fight, I had the violet theme going on with them, but I tried them with the Salmon. I'm a member of society. I can use Salmon. <laughs> he was talking about the colors that he used in the characters, right? Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was a good one, though. You were how old when you had that dream? Shit. Maybe, uh, maybe I was 27. You ever have a dream when you're younger? When you're, when you're a young kid, you have a dream and you don't, like, you're saying names. It's like, it's you. Like, it's a dream about actually you. You're in a scenario. There's names that you don't recall. You've never had a friend or you've never spoken with anybody that goes by that name. Mm-hmm. You wake up from the dream and you're just like fucking like, oh, what the fuck? And then years go by as an adult and you're actually experiencing said exact experience. Like same, same thing. You were doing something. Somebody said something and then you responded and that is, it clicked in your fucking mind. Like I had a fucking dream about this. Years ago as a kid, how the fuck did this happen? How the fuck did this happen? Like, you've never, have you ever been in that scenario? I'm pretty sure I have. And you're just like, wait, why, why, that, that, that term that I just said sounds so familiar. Like, damn. Deja vu. No, That's the origin of deja vu. Apparently there's a big difference between deja vu and what that was that I just described. Oh yeah? Yeah, I just found that out. I don't know, I don't remember the name of it, but it's not deja vu. Because deja vu 
is you being awake and experiencing it same time. That's deja vu, is when you go through a series that was repeated. It's like that. Like, if that were to happen, and, like, we turned around, and then all of a sudden, like, fucking come back, right? Let's say he forgot, let's say he forgot a cigarette, and he walks out, we didn't notice it, he comes back out, and we see him do it again. That's a fucking deja vu. But dreaming of an event that's yet to happen is not deja vu. There's a certain term for it. I don't know. Um, other than that, dude, I'm excited. Tekken 8's coming out. You gonna come over, or am I gonna, am I gonna have to bring the fucking PS5 over, dude? That's what we're gonna, we're gonna have to do that one day. We're gonna have to fucking bring the PS5 over to you. It'll never happen, dude. It'll happen, bro. It'll just never happen. It'll happen. happen. You live pretty fucking far, bro. It's crazy. Like, yeah, I know. Why live there? It took me about an hour and 20 minutes to get home, uh, that, that time I left. Oh, what happened to 58? You just got fucked in traffic, dude. I, told, I fucking told you, dude. You just got shit I, I, I offered, I, I was like, you can stay, bro. Like, you're better off staying. Heath, there's no, just no offer, dude. I did. I said, you're, I said, he, he just, I said, not. you're gonna be fucked in that traffic. He just did not. That was my initial, that was my incentive to, that was like, hey, bro, you're better off just staying. That motherfucker came through <laughs> it. Yeah, man. Guess the rest of it just like left some own devices, man. Really appreciate you coming. <laughs> All right. Guess I'll just fucking leave. That's then. me Thanks, not, man. that's me not knowing how to properly in, disengage with somebody after a while. I just got pushed, dude. You wanna I, know? You're good, dude. You wanna you wanna hear something crazy that I was gonna say about whenever we were talking about in, influential uh, teachers and shit? What were we gonna say, man? Um, something really sad that I realized is that I I still remember my pre K teacher's name. Miss Connie. Mine was Miss Johnson. Yeah. Well, why do you remember? She was like my favorite teacher ever. I I it never under, I never understood why, and like now looking back at it, I understand now. So what do you remember? She wasn't the fucking, she was the mom figure that I wanted. Wow. <laughs> like, the one that didn't scream at me whenever I had a question or like, I did wow. something wrong. Wow. That's why Man, I had, he went deep. Dude, that, my daughter did that to her first male teacher. She attached onto him. That's what happened, huh? Yeah, dude, that, it, made, it made me feel really horrible. I felt really shitty as a parent, like as a father. I was like, damn, dude, I fucking, I did the same thing that I, that my mom did to me. And I like, I really fucking, that's when I started, I stopped spanking my, my kid, dude. Like, uh-huh. I stopped doing all of that shit. Like, I was like, nope, I'm not about to go down the fucking path that my mom put me down, you know? And I still have a hard time to this day, you know, talking to her about, like, wanting her to grasp what what just happened, like, what unfolded if something happens, you know? So, that's one thing. But you heal. You're healing, you know? Getting there. Yeah, but at least, you know, that's the whole thing is you also paid attention and cared. Yeah, I mean, I do apologize. I go up and I, you know, I'm sorry for, for you know, being this way or saying it's a certain way because it's not right and all this other shit. Granted, after a certain while, I'm going to get to the point where I'm not going to do it anymore. And it's just going to be common monotones. Hey, you know, you really shouldn't do that anymore. This is why this, this, this and that. Now that we had the talk, this, this is kind of shit. <laughs> but uh yeah man what are your plans for this week uh i got a lot tomorrow i am taking someone on a goodbye dinner because yeah, they're they're moving to austin uh, um male or female it's a female and i'm supposed to see someone else later in the week this weekend celebrating grandma's birthday we're gonna go to san antonio that's cool man bring me back something 
There's nothing to bring back, dude. San Antonio. There just ain't shit to bring back in San Antonio. Ain't shit to do in San Antonio. We're literally going just to go to the fucking uh, Alamo to the Riverwalk. Really, Alamo. It's the only thing my mom came up with. The Riverwalk. <clears throat> the Riverwalk. Why the Riverwalk? It's the only thing to do, man. There's the Alamo. No one gives a shit about the fucking Alamo, dude. That's not what you're gonna do for someone's 70th fucking birthday, dude. Just take him to the goddamn Alamo, man. 70th birthday? 70th birthday, dude. That's crazy. Grandma's 70, man. 70. I'm, I'm 30, dude. I'm 30 this year, Grant. Grandma's thir- uh, 70 years old. She was 40 when she was a grandma. More than that. Yeah. That's crazy. Man, I, I couldn't imagine. Uh, what are you doing over there, man? I picked a scab and it fucking bled. Toxic masculinity, dude. I have a bad habit of, of um, self-mutilation to a degree. Self-mutilation? Self-harming that bitch, huh? Yeah. You haven't seen the scars and shit? You ain't never seen the scars, motherfucker? <laughs> when I was younger, always thought things like scoliosis and quicksand would be bigger problems as an adult than what they really turned out to be. <laughs> I, I, the, the quicksand, yes. Scoliosis, I, I mean, yeah, at least because they checked you for school. like. Dude, my best friend refuses to believe that they did that shit. Did they check for scoliosis? Yeah, dude. Yeah, they did that shit a lot. All right, you had to, like, lift your shirt a little bit, they right? Checked, fucking check your nuts, too. A cough. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Why should not even be a real doctor? <laughs> that was the whole thing my best friend was on. He was like, yeah, dude, that shit sounds made up, dude. I think it was just... I was like, nah, dude. It was like the whole fucking school. I don't know. That's crazy. Dude. Imagine if that wasn't if that wasn't even real. Dude. What if there's a real thing, dude? What if school is just not even a real thing? That fucking dude? little mirror thing he had was like a low-key fucking camera. <laughs> He's fucking dude. That'd be fucked, bro. Could you imagine? That's how we're going to end this segment. Fucking ending it off of conspiracy pedophilia fucking cases. <laughs> the fucking scoliosis pedophilic <laughs> ring, dude. <laughs> Goddamn. The, the fucking medical, the fake medical organization that was meant to just collect, just meant to collect fucking child shit. <laughs> I don't want to say it out of fear of being fucking canceled. The CP, CP fucking collectors and shit. That's what those identikid people were, dude. They were, like, legit just trying to find kids to kidnap. They were just going to these small town places where, like, nobody would miss these kids and shit. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Dude, I, my mind is not something to be thinking of stuff up at, man. It's like, yeah. Like, Walmart, I feel like, like, Walmart, dude, Walmart has to be, it has to be involved with the missing persons shit. Because they always have that wall. They always have that wall. You, dude, you know what? I had a friend tell me that every time he sees missing persons, bulletin boards and that kind of shit, he thinks about how, uh, he thinks about people harvesting organs. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that movie, Touristas? Oh, yeah. Like, to that degree. That shit always made me fucking scared, bro. Like. I watched it, dude. I really wasn't even that impressed, man. I was terrified, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> fucking, they're cutting this chick open and taking her fucking organs out you can see her eyes rolling in the back of her head as they're basically gonna leave her there to die right like they just cut her shit and they're leaving her there oh they had like a whole house of people they were doing that shit too man what were they in peru chilling something like that yeah fuck that it was that bad, dude. I would never. Do I just wasn't even that bad, dude. Never. It just was not even that bad of a. Uh, the shit just wasn't even that scary, man. I just wasn't even that impressed, dude. If I ever had like, if I and fuck, never mind. I'm never. I'm not even gonna. Say it. I'm not. I'm not. Say you know it. what? Fucking intrusive thought coming through. 
If I ever had fucking HIV, like if I ever got that shit and I knew I was done for, I would go to one of those places where I'd know they would fucking try to traffic me and harvest me and just fucking just do as much damage as I could. Damage, huh? Damage, bro. Can you imagine? Like, how do they check to make sure it's not got, it's not infected with shit? You know what I mean? They do a blood test before they harvest you? Or they just take a fucking chance on you having fucking HIV infected blood? Didn't they do that in Touristas? Like, didn't they check the blood in Touristas? I don't know, dude. I was too young. I was real young when I watched Touristas. That's why I, the only scene I remember was whenever they fucking harvested her fucking body awake, bro. Mm. Best, um, best organ harvest part in a movie was, uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Never seen it. The great movie. One of my favorites. Top five. We'll talk about it on the next segment then. We'll talk about top five movies then. Next, next time. He, we'll d- he doesn't have it. He don't give a shit. Dude. I got a five. He you don't. got a top five? Name it right now. Top five. Top five movies. Top five, though. Takashi Mike, uh, Itchy the Killer. Interstellar is my favorite, Christopher Nolan. Um, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Uh, I, I really love Lolita. I never heard any of those fucking movies. And the fifth one, what is it going to be in my fifth? Named the five. Thing, of course, the fucking thing. The thing God, that's crazy. The Thing definitely um, is a top ten. Um, top five of all. Princess time. Bride is top five for sure. That's crazy. Um, I mean, are we gonna are we going by time or are we just going by impactfulness? Fucking Un- Unleashed by Jet Li, Morgan Freeman. Fucking the the, the guy that played the detective and, and Roger who framed Roger Rabbit. Amazing fucking piece, dude. Definitely. You talk about an uh, you talk about an actor going from a fucking character to a, from what he only used to know to how he's acting in that. Phenomenal. Um, fucking another one. I said Princess Bride already, you right? Did. Okay, Princess Bride. You're gonna Bride. say it two times. Unleashed. <laughs> it's a great. It's a great fucking show, bro. It's a great fucking show. Um, another one. I would. This is a very controversial one, I guess, because a lot. I'd have to say South Park. What movie, dude? South, the South Park, bigger, better, uncut, bro. The only one that they really had. That's like the only bona fide movie that they had, like an hour and a half long kind of shit. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, everything else is like specials. Mm-hmm. Um, the Crow. Shout sure. out the fucking the crow. crow, dude. I I used to watch that religiously. <laughs> Shout dude. out the fucking crow. Brandon Lee in that bitch, dude. Five, dude. Oh, and Enter the Dragon from fucking from from Bruce Lee. Yeah, like those. So, I mean, honestly. All right. So, hey, do you even fuck with Claude Van Damme? Claude Van Damme, bro. Have you ever seen Bloodsport? Bloodsport. I yeah. I even used to watch his brother wrestle, Rod Van Damme. But but. Yes, I used to watch John Claude Van Damme. Yes. But fucking Bloodsport was, Bloodsport the, was great. the pen ultimate 80s movies, dude. Yeah, this out. soundtrack is hard. Shout out to when he came out fuck, on dude. fucking The Expendables. He came out, huh? Yeah, fucked up Sylvester Stallone before he got his neck broke. He came out, huh? Yeah, he, he looked great. I mean, all of them were fucking juicing up, obviously. You could see it. Mm. But uh, anyways, we're going to end that here. We're going to pick up later on. Uh... Stay tuned for some more shit coming out, guys. This has been your host, Robin Graves. Kachi. You've been on Scatterbrain. Check it out later, guys. Have a good day.